Hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week I wanted to talk a little bit about how to deal with difficult client situations. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey friends, I hope you guys are having a really good week this week, whatever week it is. I always seem to say stuff like that. I think I've said that many times over the life of this podcast, but really... When I'm recording it, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, you're going to be listening to it within a few days of me releasing it. But that's not always true. People sometimes go back into the, actually people often, from my statistics at least, go back into the archives and listen to stuff, um, which is great. No complaints there. Just saying, in my mind, you're listening to this since the middle of the summer. It's hot probably wherever you are. You're probably getting ready for fall stuff, whether like you have kids or you yourself are going back to school, whatever's going on in your life. So yeah, that's kind of my mindset right now. (laughs) But anyway, let's get on with this. So first, kind of interesting, I am counting down to episode 100 of the podcast. Wow. When I first started it a few years ago, I guess it was two years ago now, I never thought, well, I shouldn't say I never thought, but I didn't really think too much about getting to episode 100. I was just thinking of getting to episode like 10. So it's kind of amazing to me that I am now counting down to episode 100, which I'm hoping to release at the very end of this year. Um, But yeah, we are at episode number 81 this week. And, you know, am I going to plan anything big for episode 100? I don't know yet. We'll just have to see how it goes. So yeah, let's, let's dive into this topic. So as the intro said, I wanted to talk about some advice on how to deal with difficult client situations or customer you know, uh, patient, however you think of the people that you you work with day to day that are basically who's paying you money to do the thing that you do. That's what I'm talking about here. So and this advice is coming from somebody who tends to avoid conflict like the plague. I know there are people out there who really thrive on conflict. I have some friends who like seriously, they know how to get into it. They know how to conflict with people. In fact, like they almost thrive on it. Um, but me, I am not that kind of person, you know, and I know a lot of health and wellness providers, they tend to fall into this category. Um, so that's obviously you guys. And that's because you're in careers where you really want to help people and being in conflict just se- feels like the total opposite of helping people, right? And I'm not saying some of you out there listening to this aren't good at dealing with conflict. Maybe you're awesome at it. And for, you know, to that thumbs up. And actually, if you have advice beyond what I talk about in this podcast episode, shoot me an email. I'd, you know, I'd love to hear from you. More advice is always better. It'll improve my own way of dealing with conflict, but it'll I can also pass those things along to listeners. So that's great. Um, you guys know my email, but uh, at least I think you do by now. But it's Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at happylittlebiz.com. Anyway, yeah, here's the thing about dealing with conflict. It is totally okay to stand your ground when it comes to client relationships. Conflicts are going to happen and that's okay because, hey, guess what? We're all human and that's just part of it. We're going to be in conflict with other people sometimes. That's just how it works, you know? Um, But that doesn't make you bad at your job or bad at business or bad at 
anything. I'm I'm serious here because a lot of people think that if there's conflict, that reflects badly on them. And yeah, sometimes that's true because there's no reason to be a jerk just for the sake of being a jerk because some people, that's how they roll. Um, So if you're in that situation, do some self-reflection and think about that. But, you know, often conflict is just happening because there's a difference in the expectations versus the reality for a client patient. In this case, I'm always going to use the the term client, um, but don't think that it doesn't apply if you think of your the people that you're working with as customers or patients or any other term. I'm just using client just to make it simple so I don't have to clarify every time I say the word. So anyway, everything I'm saying here is really coming from my experiences learning to deal with this conflict in a healthy way and not just bury it and not just pretend it's not happening. And hey, you know, I am not perfect by any means. Uh, that was probably obvious. I've screwed up plenty of times and I've had lots of things to learn from that. So I'm just hoping my experiences and the info that I'm sharing with you guys can help you the next time you have an angry or upset or frustrating or annoying, because sometimes that's the word you really want to use, client, right? So my first bit of advice, so bit number one here, is to remember that it is okay to respect yourself, your business, your time, and your money. You are worth more than the few bucks discount that someone might be trying to argue for, right? And you are a professional, you have specific training, you are not someone's servant. You are a human being just like your clients, right? And you deserve respect too. So when these situations come up, you might be tempted to just do whatever it takes to make the situation right. And I have known lots of people in my life, not just in healthcare, not just in wellness and fitness, but in other careers, who kind of feel like that's the path that they should take. But I'm going to tell you right now, that is not how you should handle it. It might be how they do things in certain jobs. If any of you have worked in certain service industry jobs, you probably know what I'm talking about. But this isn't how you should do it as a business owner, as a professional, you know? Don't let people walk all over you ever. Don't just, you know... Do whatever they say. That is not what you should do. So that's the first thing you need to kind of get clear in your head. Because for a lot of us, we feel that because we are working for somebody, we have to kind of do whatever it takes to maintain that relationship. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes it's just not the healthy thing to do. Often it's not the healthy thing to do. So the second thing I recommend when you're dealing with a conflict situation with a client is to take a small pause after someone tells you why they are unhappy with your service or product or whatever it is you do, right? Now, obviously, I'm not talking about making a super long, awkward pause where you stare at your phone or off into space or whatever. Um, I'm just meaning the space of a breath or three, you know, just a just a short pause long enough to put a bit of space between you and the issue at hand so you don't just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind because rarely that's helpful, right? Because often our knee-jerk reaction is to either try to fix things like I just said a second ago or to defend ourselves, right? And neither of those things is helpful when the client isn't happy about something, you know? Your knee-jerk reaction to to defend yourself is not helpful. Your knee-jerk reaction to make it right no matter what is also not helpful. So obviously this is easier when the correspondence was written. Um, Email usually, uh, it could be text message in this modern day, depending on how you communicate with clients. 
Um, it could be an online review. Those are awkward. Um, it could be paper mail. Although, does anybody really send complaints or like discussion points over paper mail? I guess maybe if lawyers are involved, in which case then we have a whole other thing to talk about. And that's not necessarily the advice I'm giving here. It's maybe something you can generally apply. But if lawyers are involved, talk to your lawyer. Anyway, point being, you know, if it's some sort of written communication, it's a lot easier to take that pause because you're not expected to give an instant reply. Um, but even with verbal communication, you know, if somebody is calling you about it or someone is in person speaking to you, you can do sort of a hmm or you can nod a bit to show that you've been listening. You know, make it obvious that you're listening to the person and not just stony faced. But still take that moment, just pause for a second, just go, hmm, or okay, huh, or nod a bunch while, you know, when they finish what they're saying. Reflect for just a moment. It has to be quick. You can't, like I said, don't just sit there awkwardly staring at your phone like, I don't know what to say, you know. Just take that pause and then start talking once you've had a chance to just collect yourself very briefly. And actually, another big thing to remember with this is that reflective listening is way more helpful than defensive listening. You know, I've, I've kind of already touched on that. But if you're being reflective, you're trying to understand the other person's feelings and thoughts and why they're complaining to you or, you know, discussing with you an issue that they've had. And you're looking at their body posture and their words for cues. Um, obviously, this applies more for when someone's in person. But even then, sometimes over the phone, you can tell by the tone someone is using and that kind of thing. Or even sometimes in email, you can you can read tone a little bit. That Now, that's harder, obviously. I'm not claiming that tone always comes across in text methods. It often doesn't. But you can look for cues the way someone's wording something, you know, try not to get into assumptions, but just, you know, look for those cues and try to understand their point of view. So if you aren't doing reflective listening, right, you might reply to a complaint with something like, I understand, but now be honest, has that kind of reply ever fixed any situation? Like if you're talking to somebody, so say you're on the client side, you're talking to somebody and you're issuing just an issue that you're having. Um, it could be something small, like someone, you know, made your coffee wrong in the morning and you were returning it because you can't drink it or whatever. And, you know, if there's like, I understand, but da, 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 like, is that helpful? Like if they say, I understand, but you told me you wanted milk in it, like, it doesn't matter whether or not you mistakenly said you wanted milk in it. it that still is not going to fix the situation. So that sort of I understand but answer is not helpful because you know what it is. It's because we're not really listening to the person or at least it doesn't feel like they are. Even if you are, it doesn't feel like you, you it doesn't feel like you care basically. It feels you're more interested in stating your case and defending yourself than you are in actually understanding where that person is coming from and making a correction or at least like talking it out respectfully, right? Now, again, like I said in the beginning, it is okay to stand up for yourself. You know, you are not uh, to be steamrolled over. You are not to be disrespected. But in, and in some situations, you know, it might just be better to flat out say, I understand, but the answer is still no. It depends on what the person is, you know, complaining about or talking to you about or, you know, um, trying to relate to you, what information they're trying to say. So sometimes you can just say, you know, I understand, but it's the answer is still no. Um, like if some, if, for example, like if somebody is asking for you for a discount and you just do not give discounts 
you know, either at all, or you don't give discounts for the situation that this person's in. Absolutely 100%. Be straight up. Just tell them, you know, I hear what you're saying, but the answer is still no. And that's fine. Um, but in cases where someone is just trying to say that they're not happy with your product or your treatment and give you feedback about that, you know, it isn't helpful to you to, for you to say, I understand, but instead reflect back to them what they've said. So you show that you're listening and you actually give a damn about what they had to say. Like, for example, if let's say you're a massage therapist, I like to use that example because that's what I was. If they tell you that they're not happy with the last treatment they had, because the next day they had a massive headache and they couldn't go to work and you know, that sucked. You could reply with, okay, so what you're saying is you left the treatment last time and then you couldn't work the next day due to a bad headache and you're thinking that the treatment caused that reaction. A am I right? You know, you don't have to say it exactly like that, but that's sort of the idea is just to reflect back to them what they're saying and reflect it back to, you know, what it is that you did. So, and if they say, yes, that's exactly what I mean. I think that the treatment causes problem, then great. You know, you keep talking about it. You discuss ways that could be resolved for next time, like changing the treatment type or frequency or the depth. You guys know, those of you who are massage therapists or work in a similar profession, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who aren't can probably think of situations with clients that it would apply to, right? If they say no, that is totally not what they meant and, you know, that's not what they were saying at all, well, just ask them, politely ask them to clarify. Say, oh, you know, okay, what was it you meant? And make it clear that you just want to understand them so you can help them. You know, make it about them, not about you, not about defending yourself, not about showing that, you know, you have this great body of knowledge or whatever. Just make it about trying to help them within boundaries, within reasonable boundaries of what it is that you do and what it is that you can provide. Now that we've talked about that, let me say something on a related note, because this is something, this is a trap that I tended to fall into, and I know a lot of other people fall into, and it's something that you don't really realize you're doing until somebody points it out to you. Never, ever tell somebody that you're sorry that they feel that way. And this is actually good advice for your general life. That is not an apology and not an appropriate thing to say. And like I just said, this has been a big learning moment for me over the last few years because, yeah, I used to do this kind of thing because it's super common. Because it contains the word sorry. We, we think it's an apology, but what you're actually saying is you don't agree with the way they feel and that's too bad. And that's, ugh, it's not actually saying you're sorry. It's not a way that you should be communicating with, with anybody, you know, definitely not a client or customer or whatever. Um, but not like, like with anybody in your life. So if you need to apologize for something like genuinely, then then actually apologize. Just say, I'm sorry. Don't say I'm sorry, but don't say I'm sorry for your reaction. Just say, hey, I'm sorry that happened or I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry that went down that way or whatever it is. You know, it's, it's hard for me to give you a concrete example unless I, you know, I guess with the headache example, you could say, I, you know, I'm sorry that you had a headache next day. I'm sure that was painful or whatever. Just make it clear that you're actually apologizing and you actually care. That's what I'm trying to say here. And another trap, speaking of speech traps, we tend to fall into when someone comes to us with a complaint or a frustration is... We assume that they know something and maybe they don't know it. Like, let me give you an example. Um, if someone is frustrated because you're telling them they can't use their gift certificate because it is expired, 
or uh, you know a similar situation you're asking them to top it up with a little bit of extra money because your prices have changed in the last four years since they got the gift certificate do you know people who tend to hold on to gift certificates forever until they finally use them yeah that used to happen to me a lot when i was a massage therapist and i still know other people that tend to do that you know but here's the thing don't assume they even realized it had an expiry date in the first place. You know, you can gently explain that yours have an expiry date for whatever reason it is and why that's okay. So for you, those of you in Ontario, uh, you might still be confused about this and your clients might be doubly confused about this. Because remember, gifts, you know, a lot of us think that because that new gift certificate law, I think that was 10 years ago now, but they assume that because the gift certificate law says that gift certificates can't have expiry dates, that applies to all gift certificates. But that's not true. If gift certificates are written for a specific service and not for a specific dollar amount, they can have an expiry date. But not everybody realizes this, both on like the business owner front and on the client front. So all to say, you know, don't assume people know things, but don't treat them like they're stupid either. Kind of, you have to kind of find that line. Just clarify with them, make sure everyone is on the same page. And that can go a long way to diffusing a situation and turning it around because it may be simply that they didn't understand something was a policy or they didn't see the expiry date on the bottom of the gift certificate or whatever it might be, you know. And if you gently point it out and then, you know, talk about, like maybe you'll allow them, if they're really nice about it, maybe you'll allow them to redeem it anyway. Or like I said, maybe I'll just ask for a small top up or something, you know, and whatever you feel comfortable doing, whatever you feel is right, you know, for your business and, and for your relationship with a specific person. Um, but yeah, just, you know, be gentle and kind about it. Don't assume that the person knew there was an expiry date. They may have completely overlooked it. It's easy to do. And finally, one more thing about this whole how to deal with difficult client, awkward client situations. Um, another thing I've really had to learn to communicate well when conflict comes up is letting go of my own need to be validated. Do any of you relate to this? Now, again, it's not about letting people walk all over you. It's not. And it never should be. But remember, when your job is so-called customer service, even if it's not like actually a customer service job, it is customer service, right? I, I know I'm not being clear here, but basically I'm not saying contrary to what I said above where, you know, don't have an always make it right attitude. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is even though you are not in a customer service profession. So you are in a health profession or a fitness profession, a wellness profession. You are not, you know, uh, at a cafe working or at a, you know, retail store. Um, maybe a few of you are, but for the most of, for the most part, most of you are working in private practice um, or work at a gym or something like that, teaching classes. So you're not really in a service profession, but there's still something to be said for giving good customer service, right? That's what I mean. What I mean is respect their time, their health, their needs, their values, even if they don't fully align with your own. Because, you know, they're human too, right? And they're deserving of respect, obviously, with some, you know, some caveats there. Like, for example, if they are completely way out of alignment with you, like, for example, someone comes in, they want a treatment from you, they literally spend the entire time ranting about politics, 
their politics are the complete polar opposite of yours. You feel very uncomfortable and you feel like your ability to give an unbiased professional treatment is compromised. Okay, that's a situation. I'm not saying like you should tell the person to like F off or something, but just you need to find a professional way to say, I'm so sorry, I don't think I'm a good match for you and you let that person go, right? You know, but if it's if it's not quite like that, it's just kind of awkward. You know, the person uh, has, you know, opposite ideas from you or the person uh, has a different idea of uh, what an appropriate treatment is and that kind of thing from you. you. Yes, you educate them, but also there's a certain amount of stuff that you kind of have to just let go and just, you know, do your best. So it's a little bit of a gray area, but basically what I'm saying here is you have to let go of your own need to be validated, your own need to say, you know, uh, your own need to show your knowledge, to show how much you learned in school, to show that you're, you're a professional has been working for 20 years, you know, to show that you're smart, you're worthy, what all, whatever it is, because we get this tied up in our work. And actually, I'm going to talk a little bit about that on next week's episode where I talk about client boundaries and just boundaries in general in life, um, which is a related topic to this. So yeah, we, we tend to kind of get this idea that, you know, we want to be validated by what we're doing as for our work. And that's okay to a certain extent. But you need to remember that, you know, you are in a client therapist or a client, um, a client at, if you don't think of yourself as a therapist, then, you know, whatever you think of yourself, like a, you know, nutritionist or a fitness professional, whatever, you are in a business relationship with this person and you shouldn't be looking for your validation from them. So again, this does not mean you should compromise yourself in your business. It doesn't mean you should let them walk all over you and do whatever they want. That is not what I'm saying. But it does mean sometimes you just have to let people say their piece or do whatever it is they're going to do and then move on. You know, again, you have to kind of know where the boundary is there. Um, and not interject your own ideas, opinions, feelings, thoughts into the mix. You know, you're the provider, you're the business owner. You just have to keep it professional. Uh, that's all I'm saying, you know. So hopefully this episode was helpful for any of you who are dealing with those awkward client situations. Because, you know, if you're not dealing with any right now, they will come up eventually. Because that's just how it is, you know, working with humans, working with fellow humans. Um by the way, as someone who worked with computers quite a bit for a while, and that was my main gig, I uh, it doesn't it's not necessarily a lot better because you still have to deal with humans sometimes along the way. So if you ever have days where you're just like, oh, why did I choose a profession where I have to deal with people all the time? Like you're just having one of those frustrating weeks where everybody is being weird or you're just having trouble communicating with people. You know, it, it, Mercury in retrograde is, you know, we like to say uh, whether it is actually in retrograde or not. Um, you know, there's always going to be humans going to human kind of as we say, right? You know, there's always going to be those conflicts. There's always going to be those awkward situations. And hopefully some of the things I've said are helpful bits of food for thought for you guys to think about how to move forward from those situations how to uh, keep things professional and maintain reasonable boundaries, which again, I'm going to talk more about boundaries next week, while still, you know, 
giving reasonable customer service, so to speak, uh, you know, still respecting the person as a human being who has their own needs, still respecting the fact that you are in a business relationship with this person. And, you know, there are certain things that they have, they are expecting from you. And that is not unreasonable given that they are paying you for a service, right? So yeah, that's it for this week. As always, uh, you know, comments, questions, you know, send them my way. And I will be back with you guys again with another episode next week. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that. I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, By the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews, and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers, so I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.